Wrestling with the Truth Podcast with your hosts, the two sweet trio, BC Hunter, Jay Myers, NWO Machine, and special guest, Welcome everybody to Wrestling with the Truth. I am BC Hunter, back again from the Blanket Booth, and we are here for part two of our interview with Rob Brown, better known as Vader from Wish on uh, the interwebs, as we like to call it, as he gives flashes me the Vader sign. I love it. The mask is still intact. So yeah, sitting here with uh, Rob Brown, better known as Vader from Wish, the Wrestling Machine, and uh, the Nightmare Jay Myers. And where we left off, we were just about to get into another few road stories, and I want to jump right back into that. So, Machine, I think I'll leave it to you to ask the magic questions. I think we got a good one coming here. Yeah, it's well, I don't know how good it is, but uh, you know, there are there are a relief. <laughs> there are times where. Uh, whether you've gone through, uh, you know, something in your life and you got to perform, or maybe you're not feeling well, you got to perform. Um, has there ever been a time in uh, in your little career there, Rob, that maybe you shouldn't have wrestled, but you said, you know what, I'm going to do this anyway? Well, machine, let me tell you something, <laughs> brother. <laughs> There's one time we were wrestling at Chalmers uh, Community Club here, and that, that was that's kind of a mainstay Winnipeg independent wrestling. Uh, a lot of big shows there. Uh, came in one night, and I wasn't little rumbly in the tummy wasn't feeling good so i'm like look i can't work tonight <clears throat> at least i came in in person you know being old school professional like hey you know at least i can you know i'm not gonna be able to work tonight they're like no you're just you're doing a quick job you know just go in boom 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 uh finish the drop kick cover uh you know you get up you start yelling at the crowd he's gonna give you the schoolboy, scoop you one two three and you go so like fine as long as it's quick so we're planning on doing a couple minutes but we had we had time to fill so I'm working and, and things are going good. I'm starting to feel good. I hit the ropes. I take a couple bumps. Everything feels feels good. So I'm like, yeah, let's go a little bit longer. So we start we start working. He gives me a drop kick. I take a bump and I shit myself. <laughs> so luckily, spandex it acted like acted like a cheesecloth for lack of a better term. <laughs> anyway, I hit the I hit the canvas. You can notice a, a slight odor, and I'm like, we got to take this home. I, I didn't tell him why because well most i wanted to get up and get the hell out of there but i also forgot that the finish was a schoolboy. so i'm like so we go into the finish i give him a little shot i go over to the crowd i start meh, 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 meh. he comes up behind scoop little smear on the old arm i roll right out of the ring and he's looking at his arm so i, I go in i go through the crowd and i go to the uh, concession area i go to the bathroom there so I'm just sitting there and I'm waiting and waiting. I'm trying to clean myself up as best as I can. I'm like, I know these guys, you know, they sort of like me. And this kind of feeds into your, are you well received when you come back? Question. Yeah. I guess I am because they actually came to check on me and they're like, hey, Rob, how's it going? I'm like, good. Can you get my gear bag? Why, buddy? What's the matter? Just, can you just get my bag? 
They're like, why? What happened? Because I shit myself. Get my fucking bag. So, so of course, he goes to get my stuff. But he's got to come up with like five or six of the other boys. And then they got to chirp, chirp, chirp. And so, yeah, I'm trying to clean myself up and just get the hell out of there. So, yeah, that you know, that wasn't my proudest moment. But it was, uh, I guess it was my shittiest match. So, yeah. I think that you would know? put you in yeah. uh, pretty prestigious, uh, like, uh, territory, right? With some other yeah. uh, notables that have also yeah. done the same thing. Yeah. Well, I wish I, I don't know if you guys watched that show Heels. That was oh, I uh, love Heels. It was amazing. Yeah. Well, I wish they would have told me that rule. Like, like when he shits himself and he's just lying there. He and just like, lays the there. I yeah. shit myself, so I got to play dead. I would have rather done that and just. Sto- I got to play dead now. I shit myself. Yeah. I've ne- that's the first I heard of that rule, but that's a fantastic <laughs> rule, and I hope they that is enforced from now on because that would have saved a guy from cleaning his arm and me a little bit more embarrassing. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, do do I know who this other guy is? You might, but I don't know if I... No, don't yeah. say it. Yeah, yeah. Like you tell you me know how. who he is. Yeah. I'll tell you after. So. <laughs> yeah. You know, in, um, true, in true heel fashion, you'd adopt that as your finisher and call it the skid mark, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't do that every night. <laughs> Okay, especially but was if, especially it especially if you were the juggernaut at the time? <laughs> yeah. So this is very important, and usually I am a, a ring attire guy. But w- was this a singlet, or were these pants? Were they short? Uh, no, it what, what we talking? Oh, it was God. actually because oh, at the time there wasn't a lot of places you can get stuff made. And there's there's one person in Winnipeg. I think the company was called Monkey Business, and he used to do a lot of stuff for the dancers. And guys are getting gimmicks made there, but they're expensive, and I'm cheap. So I went to Athletes <laughs> Wear. And I bought a Speedo brand singlet. It's like two straps. Oh, I'm like, perfect. That's what I was wearing. So yeah, so it was a little, a little tight. I had the little moose knuckle there in the front. It was a little tight. So, but uh, I have a little pair of shorts I put over top. Yeah, it was, oh, it was not wow. fancy at all. So yeah. actually, I wear it now. That was what I was wearing in the, the Andre picture. I just, oh yeah, yeah. I take yeah, that yeah. one side. Like I think it's 30 years old. Like yeah, it's I, still giving her. I still, still wear it if I wanted to. I'm surprised it's I've still had not to elastic it. to it though. Well, it's starting to stretch. It's it funny is, you say that. Like, years, last yeah. time I wore it, I was like, it's, it. <laughs> it's good quality. Speedo. They make a great quality. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can get them on as a sponsor too. There you yeah, go. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. man. And I wish I had a lot more like good road stories like that. But like I, I didn't do a lot of the traveling. Like I know we used to wrestle out uh, Lockport, Manitoba. They have like a winter carnival. So they have this big thing on the ice. So they had the tent, and we'd set the ring up on the tent in the middle of the Red River, and where guys are ice fishing, and we'd be wrestling there. That was always oh a fun God. one to do. Uh, um. here's a question like i I know that in the dressing rooms there are legit heat uh scores yeah like there are guys who just i mean it's like any dressing room you got you know an evander kane who nobody likes right and he's still in the dressing room and he's your teammate and everything and you go out there and do the the game but is there ever any time you were in a match you don't have to mention the guy and you were like you know what I should just fucking clobber this guy. Yeah. Not really, no. Because, nope. like I said, like uh, we had a good uh, the the old t- when I first started, yeah. that kind of stuff would happen for yeah. sure. But with uh, with the the newer guys coming in and that, no, it was a and, and good bookers too. Like like they they always had a good control. Like uh, Vance Nevada, he always had a good control of the yeah. the, the the dressing room. And Vance stuff was like awesome. That. Yeah, yeah so he was good. Like you know, and a lot of guys, you know, and, and just the mutual respect. And I mean, we were all buddies outside of it. You know, so you go to the bar after you break kayfabe. But I yeah. mean, a few of us all worked together. We worked security together at Portage Place and bounced at a couple of different places together. So, oh, so, yeah. probably Chi Chi Cruz too. Uh, Chi Chi in there in your Chai Chai. 
he was before like i only i i met him a couple times yeah, I, yeah, wasn't, yeah. I wasn't quite part of i had been doing it full time then i probably would have yeah, had more yeah. more time with them but i saw him at a few he did a few shows with us and uh yeah what about working what about working rob what about working with guys that were like sort of green or like did you have to do a lot of that like is that is that something that's frustrating is it the same like like is there is there a different pacing to a match when you're kind of working with a guy who's clearly still sort of learning and did he ever did you ever get potatoed or anything like that like is there any stories around that Oh yeah, yeah, lot, lots of times. Like there's, there's too many times to count that you know this guy. You, you get a little, little too overzealous. You're, you're not in the right spot for a clothesline, or a guy's throwing a punch and you get too close. Like it, it, it's happened lots, but nothing malicious. And right. yeah, you're, you're with a newer guy. It's a different pace, you know. And it, you're trying to call a little, little bit of it. But uh, you know, I, I lucked out. I, I had really good um, when I first started. Strong, strong talent that call the whole match. And I didn't, I didn't really call a lot because. The guys I was working, they were good and they had great ideas. So I basically was just there to try and do my best to to be part of the show, make them look good because it's just it's, it was a lot of fun. So, but yeah, with the newer guy, you're going to be you know different pace. You know, yeah. you're gonna you're gonna if if he does something after like I remember I remember getting ribbed one time uh, doing like uh, like the avalanche. I'm a King Kong Bundy, throw the guy in the corner and uh, do the big splash, like almost like a stinger splash. So I remember. Uh, called a stinger splash in the match and I did it and I thought everything went great and I get back to the dressing room and and the guy and he'd, he'd been around a while and he's all ah, he's holding his ribs and he's like you know when you tell somebody you're going to do a stinger splash you should at least have the fucking training to be able to do it blah 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 and I, I felt like shit after and then I kind of leave and then everybody starts laughing and I'm like you fuckers you know so it was kind of like you're you know at that point when the guys are ribbing you that you're kind of in with the group type of thing so yeah. You know, being a newer guy so that, that was one of my first really good memories you you and i had a funny chat before coming on here today about uh did you ever <laughs> you know what story i'm gonna tell if i no if, tell it i can't remember but uh, you can't remember no. oh the where you improvise where whereas where someone said don't and you do anyway have you ever done that not myself, but I've seen it happen. So. Yeah, like, and guys sometimes just in the middle of a match, like if you're in the back, sometimes we could be talking about, hey, what if I do this, that, and the other thing? Yeah. And you say, no, don't do it. Yeah. And then you do it anyway. Yeah. Does that happen? Oh, yeah, lots. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, have you that ever happened to you? I'm trying to think. I remember, I remember talking about uh, trying to learn how to do a drop kick, and I could not do one to save my life. And I remember somebody trying to call it one time. Like, oh, here, here's my drop kick. Eh, it was pathetic, and <laughs> you just, just me taking a bump, you know. So, so no sell. But, but yeah, yeah, you're talking about that guy with the water. Yeah, yeah. yeah so <laughs> here's a here's an interesting story. So of course I'm the heel manager, and and I'm trying to get my wrestler over, and we're in the back, and we're talking to uh, the Booker, who was the ring announcer at the time. But he was always after me, like like wanted me gone. Without me there, my wrestler would be nothing. That was the whole thing, right? To keep me out of it. And I said at one point, like if my uh, wrestler does something to you, if you roll towards me where I am, like you, you would hit a ring announcer, which is a no-no, which means my wrestler is going to be the heel right, right off the bat. And then he rolls towards me and I get my revenge on him because the ring announcer has been chirping me on the outside. I should be not here that was the ring announcer standing on a table air guitaring at the time no 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 he wasn't that stupid um yeah so here we're in the back and i said i'll tell you what why don't i just like throw a glass of water on you to wake you up kind of thing after you get hit and he says no don't do it 
And I'm like, why? It'll be like, it would make sense for me to do it. And he says, no, don't do it. So <clears throat> you know where this is going, right? So we're at a bar show, obviously, and people, they love to hate me. And not like just Jay, who just hates me. Um, <laughs> but so what happens is the ring announcer gets, takes the bump. He kind of rolls towards me and he's out of it. And I, and again, remember Jay, we were talking about like in the last episode we did, does it just take over, right? Yeah. Like, do you, do you just stay in character? Does it take over? And I don't know what, I was like, fuck it. So I reached back and I grabbed, not a glass of water, a fucking pitcher, oh. right? And I doused him, right? <laughs> and like, he was, he was like drowning mid-ring, like, <laughs> gargling like crazy. And he was so furious. But when we got to the back, he was screaming and yelling. And this is where I think sometimes where, yeah, you can even kayfabe a guy yeah. because you know it's going to work. And he was so mad at me. And I said, well, but you know what? You wouldn't have reacted like that had you knew it was coming. Right. Like that pure anger and screaming at the heels would never have happened had he knew that picture was coming. Or even a glass of water. Had he said, yeah, he would have known the water was coming. So, But I didn't give him a chance to shut his mouth or plug his nose. I just <laughs> shot a full picture of ice water at him. But that's the only time I can think I did it. Yeah. Uh, and lucky enough, I, I was liked enough where the guys in the back kind of laughed about it. Because <laughs> then, then it was the big game when they were against us. They're like, you're not going to do a picture, are you? <laughs> no, 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 no. We're not going to do nothing like that. But it's a good story, uh, Machine, because it, it highlights. So, Rob, you mentioned there was a somebody called you to do a dropkick and you weren't really comfortable with it. And you did it anyway. But like, so you always hear like who calls what match or who calls the match and like the other guy. What if what if somebody calls something and you don't want to do it? Like, is there just a mutual sort of respect there? Like, you could have said no there, right? Yeah. I mean, did you just choose to be like, ah, oh, fuck it? I'm I thought I'd try it. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> but I, like, I can it. imagine that must come yeah. up a lot though, where guys are just like, no, I'm not into that tonight, yeah. or I don't want that. I don't want to do that shit tonight, or you know what I mean? Yeah. And then somebody's calling the match. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know for myself, like I, I was always worried about taking a suplex because just being a big guy and being upside down and, and also yeah. too, you want it to be believable. Like, so you, you're not going to go, I'm not going to have a guy like machine here. that's not that believable that he's going to get me up and hold me up, yeah. to, which is hard. And, and it's hard to do too, because you got to get your ass up there. You got to straighten your legs. You got to have a little bit of abs in order to do it properly. And I remember the first time taking one, uh, one of the bigger guys and let him try it. And then I, I panicked on the way down and I landed and folded uh -huh. my hand over you know so so i was like okay i'm not taking a big suplex you know in a match it's just like and and there's stuff that we would talk about ahead of time be like look i don't feel comfortable doing this i don't feel comfortable doing like that i'll do it i'll do any bump i'm not i'm not coming off the top rope i'm not taking a superplex i'm not taking a body slam off the top rope like that's one thing i never did like there's a lot of things i i, I didn't do and a lot of it was because i'm thinking you know the next day like there there were i i work with a lot of really good guys here in Winnipeg that I'm surprised they didn't get a shot. Uh, and, but they also has a lot of them had that, that attitude, that ego, like, like I I'm good. I know I'm good. And th this is my whole life type of thing. And for me, I'm like, no, this is just something I I'm yeah. doing for fun, you know, and I, I got to think of where I'm going to get my next paycheck and, you know, I, I got to eat, I got to figure to keep. So, <laughs> you know, I, so a, a lot of that kind of factored into it as well. And you can still have a good match and keep things simple. I mean, nowadays, I don't know, like it just, uh, it, it'd be, it, you know, it'd be concerning nowadays to see, you know, the, just the style that that guys are, are yeah. working nowadays that, uh, for even it's bigger just, guys, they got to be at that same level. It's fascinating to me though, that like, it could be like on a, 
on a whim like that that is how much respect and and trust you guys have to have because like yeah. that that's fascinating to me that like somebody's in control there that that could do well, something you, know what, you don't dude, even want to like, do like i think like uh, the pitcher of water i knew he wasn't going to get hurt well right? that and that that's a little different i wasn't sort yeah. of referencing that but but I was like just, i've been involved brain. even for me as in a small portion as a manager you still as a manager as a heel especially you got to take a bump or two right yeah. and and i've been with a couple guys where I've even said to a guy, he goes, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to slam you or whatever. And I'm like, no, no, not with my no. back today. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And it takes, and it's only a second. We're just like, not with my back today. Right. Yeah. And, and they, but, and they respected that. And then and they sort of, respected that because yeah. I turned around and said, hit me with a chair. Right. <laughs> so he went and got a chair, but I mean, a chair you can prepare for, right. Yeah. You, you have that. If he hits you right, it's not really going to hurt. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it hurts, but it's not, you're yeah. not going to yeah. get the, the uh, you know, twist your back up or whatever you, you'll just have a couple of marks but again he was happier because i said hit him with hit me with a chair um and again i've even had a guy like i, I never mind I, I never if someone said i'm gonna hit you with something i'd be like all right i was always fine with getting hit with an item rather than taking a bump right because i trusted the wrestler i didn't trust me to do it correctly because i wasn't a trained wrestler yeah. So a lot of times, especially in the Indies, when you got, let's say me or Rob, we set up the ring, there's not a lot of time to practice a lot of things. And again, I'll call it as the weekend warrior guys that I was never in there as a wrestler. The bumps I took, I just like to do them. Right. And, but when you're sitting there going, yeah, shit, I've never taken a suplex. I'm not doing that. Yeah. You really have to trust the other guy or the other guy is just going to say, okay, you know what? Let's do a body slam instead. All right. Yeah. You know, it, and it only takes a couple seconds in a ring to, uh, and guys are really respectful. I know if you're hurt, they'll make sure you're not going to get hurt in a match right. and they'll make you, they'll make it look like you're not hurt. Yeah. Right. It's just crazy to me how anybody, like we just witnessed with Hannibal there recently, like anybody can go into business for themselves and just say, like, fuck you. I'm just going to keep, like, you're trusting them and then they can just literally on a whim just be like, nah, I'm, I'm not going to go that route. Yeah. It's just it's just yeah. crazy to me that you got the, the trust you guys have to have in the ring. It's it's impressive. Well, it's uh, it's one of them. It, it's such a cool um, sport, like yeah. an art sport that. And, and nowadays we kind of know it's going to be Mondays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, whatever. But when we're traveling and doing shows, uh, he's got to work the next day, yeah. right? So, and, and if, if you're doing two shows on a weekend, let's say he's doing a Friday at one community center and then Saturday at another one, well, he's got to be able to work the next day. Like the whole art form is to not hurt anybody. Yeah. That's the magic of wrestling is to make it look like you've been injured. It's not special effects. It's like, I protect you really. Like, so you you are taking your life in your hands and I, I've never had anybody say no you're taking the suplex or no i'm going right. to do that to you i mean if you're quick enough to suggest take a chair shot or i always um if there was a hardcore match <laughs> i was always the cookie sheet guy i like getting hit by the cookie sheets they make a good sound they, they don't sound really amazing hurt. yeah yeah and and i'm not talking the fucking dollar store one <laughs> they have now yeah. the tin this was grandma's ones, yeah. cookie sheet yeah, good. yeah <laughs> i took a refing a match uh refing a cage match yeah uh, at chalmers it was bugsy slug and robbie rice and <laughs> i took the I, I, it was a cookie sheet and there's a stop sign and oh. I took a, as a ref oh. on the outside I took a, you know those 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 feel nice they, yeah uh, they hit nice they make a nice big sound yeah <laughs> like these, these were grandma's stainless steel cookie sheets yeah. <laughs> 
Wrestling with the Truth podcast, sponsored by KEG Handmade. Check them out on Facebook. Ready to ship stainless steel coffee mugs. Any design, anytime, anywhere. Hey, this chica, she made me a custom toothpick holder. That's right, so check them out on Facebook at KEG Handmade. You mentioned the, I mean, 30 years, you, you've seen a lot of guys come and go, and you mentioned there's a few guys that probably could have had a shot if maybe they didn't, you know, if they had the right look from somebody or if they had maybe not self-sabotage. But can you give us an idea of a few wrestlers that you've gone up against that, that you think, you know, we live in the day and age of, of uh, YouTube and we can look up things. And trust me, you can figure out yes. ways to find information on anybody nowadays. Just ask the wrestling machine. But um, is there some guys that you can tell us about that you've gone up against that you think that people should check out, maybe give a little bit of love to and say, like, these guys probably could have been in the big time? Oh, uh, Robbie Rice is a big one. Um, he's He's got a YouTube channel. He's got a lot of his matches. And that he he's he's had a few matches, like, as guys came through the territory when they brought in guys. I think he was working a little program with Steve Carino at one point. So he's a guy that I think, I think if he would have been doing it now, just with it being so much easier – it seems to get booked now with the internet and that, you know, it's not so much word of mouth and phoning. Like I know he went down, he went down to the States a few times. Like he's wrestled all over North America for sure. Um, he's a guy, another one, Bugsy Slug, uh, Paul Ranville. He's, um, he was the one that was at Hart Brothers and he just, I don't get it. Like that guy is phenomenal worker. Maybe, maybe not the best physique, but I mean, back then you can get away with that, but, but he was awesome. He, he could, he worked the mic. He was legitimately trained, probably one of the most legitimately trained guys we we had, and he could work like, and he could do anything in that ring. Uh, he's another good one. Uh, one guy that you know he's kind of started out here as JT Atlas, and then he he went to Puerto Rico with Andy Anderson. Uh, he's another one like he he he'd been on Raw. He was a security guard that Stone Cold threw into a door, you know, stuff like that. So so he he's a guy that I, we thought for sure we'd be seeing him on on weekly TV. So. Uh, Mentolo, I know he's wrestled all over the world, uh, Japan, everything like that. But he, him coming up, like he he started uh, around the same time as me, maybe a little bit after. But just he was a guy that come in that ring first day, and boom, he he just had something there, and and he was a natural. And and again, he's uh, your cat's carrying that right there. So, you know, he he's been all over the, uh, Japan. I'm pretty sure Mexico. Like you know, I've kind of lost touch with a lot of the guys, so I kind of you know. I was like, creeper, hey, what's this guy doing? You know, check him out on, you know, <laughs> see how they're doing and that. So. I think Rob and I, we've had a conversation before that we both didn't think that Kenny Omega was going to get anywhere. And when he first started, we just kind of like, eh. yeah, I didn't really know him. Like yeah. I, when he first started out, he was, I was kind of away when he was, uh, when he was starting out here and, you know, I great, you know, saw, yeah, he's a good wrestler, but he's never looked at him and went, oh, that's the guy that's yeah. going to be the best wrestler in the world at, at some point, but wow, you know. So. You know what I think that uh, some of it is, and it, whether it's whether it's uh, wrestling, whether it's, uh, like, let's say, uh, as a band, uh, stand-up comic, uh, anything in the industry where you have to eventually make that decision that, okay, you know what, I really love this, 
and I'm willing to make take the pain. I'm willing to cut my chops. I'm willing to hit the road. And that's the whole key is hit the road. And I think that's where Kenny Omega just said, I'm going. And he did everything he could to, I think he, I think his first little stint was down in New Jersey, believe it or not, <laughs> through my wrestler that I was with was Chris Paris. And I think Chris Paris had the connections in New Jersey and, and first introduced uh, Omega there. And of course, Omega just became the workhorse and was willing to do whatever it took to make a living. Like, I, I think, I'm not sure how many people go, hey, I'm going to be the next Hulk Hogan. They just want to make a living and be the next something, right? Mm-hmm. You're not necessarily going to be the next guy. But if you can make a living, it's like when I coached, like uh, when I worked for the NHL alumni, and I would teach goaltending and parents would talk about NHL, NHL, NHL. And I said, listen, you know what? In my own career, like, yeah, okay, I had a chance. I had an, a specific accident that took me away from my NHL draft, but I had a chance to go make a living playing hockey. And if you could make a living doing what you love, you've succeeded. Like I was willing to put in that work. I was willing to leave home at a certain age to go play hockey. I was willing to put that work in. And I think that's the difference. Like Rob knew, you know what? I'm not going to be that. So I'm going to make a living and then have fun on the weekends. But like, if you can make a living doing what you love, you're, you're never really going to work a day in your life. Right. And, And I worked with other entertainers when I would go on the road, like people would look at me and go, what do you mean you're touring for 16 weeks? Like you're going 16 weeks like out of a suitcase, but I was willing to do that because I was making a living doing what I loved, yeah. right? Famous, not famous, didn't matter. If you're making a living paying bills uh, for doing what you love, then you've succeeded. And I think that's where you've got to step in and go, okay, I'm, I'm done with the weekends. Let's do a road trip, right? And and let's not just do a weekend down in, you know, butt fuck nowhere. Let's, let's go across country here. Mm-hmm. And Kenny Omega was willing to do it. Right on. I guess the other question is, uh, is there anybody that you stepped in the ring with that we, we'd all be aware of, you know, as far as uh, some guys that have, have made the big time or, or maybe guys that were in the big time and came strolling through the uh, federations you were in? I wish. No, I missed out on that. Like I was on, I did the battle royal when uh, when CWE brought in Juventud Guerrera. So mm-hmm. I was on the same card as him, but that's about as uh, close to greatness uh, as, <laughs> as I've been. So I missed out on uh, a few that they that were brought through here, like when Eddie Guerrero was here and Davey Boy Smith and the the Road Warriors, like all those guys. And, and, and even uh, when CW was bringing in, the, like the, the when they were going to bring in Vader, he couldn't get across the border. So I, I was going to be at that show watching it. I wasn't working at the time, but, you know, so I I, I totally missed out. Like, uh, like, I, like I said, it was kind of I, a lot of regrets, you know, that maybe I, I should have maybe take it a little more seriously and maybe, uh, you know, made more of a go on it, but I just didn't see myself making a living on it. And I was like, ah, it's fun, but you know, you know, but had I been a little more serious and a little more committed in the gym and maybe wanting to take those suplexes and the stuff that I didn't want to do, and maybe I would have had a chance to, to be part of those, those kinds of shows, but I know the guys that are on it. They love it. And some still talk about it today. So, yeah. So I know we're getting close to uh, winding up this second piece. Yeah. Um, how about how about I just go with this? Let's just go with what do you think of today's product? Yeah. <laughs> I, find, I honestly find it hard to watch sometimes. Yeah, 
the crowd chanting drives me nuts. Like the let's go so and so. As soon as they start that, I turn the channel. Yeah. Uh, that's a hockey chant, right? Is it? I don't like know. to I, me, that's more hockey. I don't watch hockey either yeah. anymore. So, yeah. but yeah, that uh, I was really big fan of AEW when it first started out, but now it just doesn't seem like it's much different from WWE in a way. Like just the way they're running the show. I mean, I, they got to evolve a bit, but I was a big fan. It was it was refreshing just to see not being so much like like WWE was. So uh, Impact, I, I try and watch a little bit here and there, but. Uh, yeah, I find I just kind of flip back and forth. I'll watch it for a few minutes and see if something else is on. And, you know. Do you have a favorite wrestler today? How about this? How about this? Who's your favorite today? And who's your least favorite today? Oh, boy. Like, if you say, let's just say a match comes on. And it doesn't matter. Like, AEW, WWE. A match comes on. These two guys come on. And you're like, you know what? I'm watching this match. Or... These two guys come out, and I'm not watching the match because of a certain guy. Like, is what do you like to see? A- anytime Kenny Omega, I, yeah. I like watching him work. I, I'm not a big fan of Roman Reigns. Like, he comes on, I was like, Ugh. you know, I turn it. But there's so many in uh, WWE right now. Like NXT, I, I was liking it, and now lately I've just found it's been a lot of uh, turn the channel. You know, so you you coached him. You coached him on that before, didn't you, Machine? No, no, no. come on. No. I'm a journalist. I didn't say I'm cool. So. <laughs> I, I got, I'm going to throw one more question out, and I'm going to um, give credit to uh, faithful listener Steve McCachran as well on this because uh, I love the question that he gave us here this week uh, on Twitter when he asked if there's one WrestleMania main event that you could change, what would it be? You know, in your mind, what would you what would you rather have seen? Oh boy, that's a tough one though because. Uh... I haven't, I haven't been watching a lot of the ones lately, like probably in the last 10 WrestleManias, I haven't really watched and mostly because I'm cheap. So I don't want to <laughs> pay for it. So, you know, and uh, feel free to go old know. school. Yeah, I'll, I'll go old school. Uh, uh, the cage match with Hogan and Bundy. So ah, I would have, I would have liked to see that. Bundy. I would have liked to see Bundy win that one. So. Oh, you're going with Bundy with the title. I'm going with Bundy. Yeah. Big man support the big man. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of, you know what, now that you mentioned that, just just thinking that, I, I think I would have liked to seen that too because I would have liked to seen Cage Match Part 2 with those guys. Yeah. Just the, the way, again, Bundy, so big, so big, so talented. Um, he got squashed to me and that was the end of it. I would have yeah. liked to seen the turnaround. And, and just uh, prolong that program. Yeah, it, would have, yeah. it would have made for a lot, lot more. Yeah. Yeah. He was such a believable badass right yeah. like we just he just was like just amazing and i think i told that story before when i when i met him you're just intimidated by him i mean yeah sure he was like i think when i met him he was 64 or whatever he was but you're like he's gonna kill me right and he still maintained that uh like he leaned into me and squished me against the wall right and uh, <laughs> and like an idiot i let him right <laughs> you think you'd move out of the way but you just you freeze in like for lack of a better term you freeze in his his greatness because you know who he is right you just you want to tell the story look at me now look at me i got squished by king kong bundy right <laughs> um but yeah he was just that big a man and then he was such a puppy dog after he kind of was like ah ha, ha, you know and, and hey how's it going i'm bundy and uh, i just wish that uh, he was such a believable giant and monster that I, yeah I, I think i agree i would love to see him have that that belt for a little bit and obviously redrop it back to Hogan. And yeah. I, I think the program, I think the program would have made more money for sure. 
I, I wish the uh, the whole Hogan Orndorff angle could have happened earlier, so that could have been the WrestleMania two main event. But uh, you know, yeah. it was just uh, it was just the timing of it. But uh, yeah, I, I actually went with that main event as well, uh, uh, Rob. But I I had a change of throw Piper in there instead of Bundy and have a cage match yeah. between Piper and Hogan. But yeah, yeah, well, it's interesting to think about yeah. the different scenarios. Everybody had came up with some good ideas on them, and everybody had a different one as well. So really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, BC, what do you think? And uh, Vader, you and I have had a conversation similar to this too. And let's just look at Cesaro. If you if you've seen Cesaro live, he he's really just a tall, skinny, sinewy guy. He's like a Finn Balor. And we've all kind of said it seems like WWE seems to be go- slightly pushing some bigger guys again. So maybe Cesaro just didn't fit that narrative of hey, listen, we're gonna try and push some bigger guys again. Because AEW is really going with the, with the flinging around and the high fly acrobats, and Bobby Lashley and and Brock, they're the draw, man. Like they are seriously the draw right now. And maybe maybe that's why Brian Cage got re-signed because AEW didn't want him. I was him thinking that too. Yeah, I, I thought he was gone for sure. Yeah, I, mean, I was surprised when he yeah. resigned. I was so. thinking that exact same thing, Machine, that Tony only picked up that option so that he doesn't go to, yeah. to WWE. Yeah. Just I, I, I would disagree a little bit on the size thing for Sarah because he's he's a pretty big dude. Like he's not he's not he's even tall too. So he's he's not like he's not like Bobby Lashley Brock big, but he's definitely he's bigger than Ziggler. He's bigger than he's bigger than a lot of guys on that roster, I think. Not not muscular size, man. Uh, Have you seen him live? Have you seen him live? No, I, I haven't seen. seen him live, I haven't no. seen him live, but I mean, like, I I've was seen him in the ring Jay, against other guys. Yeah, Jay, I was completely shocked the first time I saw Cesaro. Yeah. As a matter of fact, the match that I saw here in Winnipeg, in Winnipeg was Cesaro and Balor, and I was with a, another buddy of mine, and, and he sat there. He goes, "I can't believe how tiny these guys are. They look mm. again like TV ads." you know, TV or cameras usually add 10 pounds. And well, in my case, it's 15, but <laughs> like, and that's just my biceps, but still the, the point is like, I, I really thought, going thought, else thought. With that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, I, I still need a magnifying glass. The um, it's cold out. Shut up. Now, very, cold. very cold. Minus 38. So <laughs> that was my point, Jay. Like you're watching them on TV. And that's what I always thought about Cesaro too. I go, Holy shit. Like this yeah. guy's big, right? Yeah. And then when you see him live, he, he's literally like he's a skinny, skinny guy. And yeah. I you wouldn't expect that. Hmm. But I he's not, there's no way he could compete with a Brock because he's so like Brock is so much bigger. And Lashley's obviously bigger. If they're do, doing this unification, obviously, like Roman's yeah. a big guy too. Yeah. Uh you know, you got these big monsters, and maybe he just like, again, yeah. I just think maybe he didn't fit that for what the money he was hoping for. Uh, maybe they said maybe the same thing Vince was was same thing who knows we just had this episode with the Bret Hart thing maybe Vince goes hey listen man like I, I can afford to give you blank I can't afford to give you any more because I got to re-sign Lashley I got to re-sign you know yeah. I'm a, these are speculations right these are the guys we gotta re-sign if you want x amount to stay in WWE here's your offer yeah. if not I will gladly let you go where you need to go to make money man yeah. and you never know like no. it, it doesn't and- seem like Cesaro hasn't come out and, and said had any animosity no, that, that no, I've no. read. Yeah. So it's and, and I was just going to say maybe it was just like he was like you know what I want to try some other things. Yeah, like, sure. Maybe that's the maybe yeah. that's what it was. You can't I'm fault sure him for that. Is. Yeah, sure. No matter yeah. what, it's nobody's fault. Like contracts yeah. expire all the time. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 
before we get going, I, I think we need to do another shout out machine. Maybe you can help me with this one. Uh, we we had put a post up on Facebook. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I know who you're talking about, Larry. Yeah. Yeah, Larry Elroy, good guy. Uh, you know, he, he piped in with a correct answer for one of our trivia questions. And uh, every time you get the correct answer, we, we give you a shout out. And yeah, it's just at Larry Elroy, E-L- Oh, why? Yeah. Eloy. Yeah. Put your glasses on. Yeah. Glasses on, Grandpa. Larry Eloy. Larry Eloy. Yeah. Yeah. So big, yeah. big shout out to Larry. Thanks for participating in our in our Facebook uh, trivia contest. And we're going to keep that going all the time. We, we're trying to get some uh, activity going on the Facebook page. It's uh, it's always fun to have interaction from all of our listeners and, uh, and our followers. And uh, we appreciate any support that we get. I uh, want to give a shout out to... to uh, Another individual, because we uh, we're always uh, we're going so fast with this stuff that we forget to shout out sometimes. But a shout out that, uh, of course, you can hear us on all different podcasting apps. But I also want to mention you can hear us as well on Sportswire Sports Radio on Sportinarium.com. Uh, it's a, a terrestrial radio station on the uh, internets, on the interwebs, and uh, we've had lots of great support from the folks over there. Uh, lots of great shows on it as well. So feel free to to check us out on on that method as well. So, as we're getting ready to wrap up... Have that month. melted Mirage bar that's on your table? <laughs> yes, you can have that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, how old is that? Is it, no, that's, like, does it even make these anymore? Like, yeah. New sponsored Mirage. Oh, yeah. melted the shit. It's anymore. not really there. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a Mirage. <laughs> Wipe it on your arm. <laughs> <laughs> Again, thank you to all of our supporters. We really appreciate your... Uh, you're following us and the listens and the feedback it's always appreciated it's fantastic and keep it coming keep it coming and keep some show ideas coming to us as well and hey uh, bc yeah bc i, I just want to say that uh coming up i mean we have uh, a great sponsor with uh, mark's wrestling mask mm-hmm. in the next couple of weeks we have already picked up a second show sponsor and uh we'll be debuting them in the next uh, week or so so thank you to the second people the second person who's come in and uh helped our cause and uh, you'll be our second sponsor yeah i'm really excited about this one it, and uh there's lots of story around why we have the sponsor and, and people are gonna love it that's for sure all right guys well again rob thank you very much we really appreciate you taking your time sharing your stories uh it's great it's great you're as I always say to our guests, uh, it's an open invite to come back anytime you want. So thank you very much for. <laughs> I wish we had okay, video right yeah. now. You, you can see Machine shaking his head vigorously here. <laughs> yeah, I know, guys. This is a blast. Uh, I loved it. Thanks a lot for having me. Love your podcast. You're a big great fan much. of the show. So it's an honor to be on here. All right. So uh, I just did uh, another outro so i'm going to turn it over to our good friend the nightmare to do the outro today let's give us the honors there nightmare uh for the normal outro you mean yeah okay wrap it up buddy Uh, okay but i need the direction so you just did the second (laughs) one well hang on hang on i don't want to repeat you just did the second one i just did the first one i did the first episode outro so this is the second episode outro that's why i thanked rob you want me to Okay, so am I thinking Rob again? No, you already did that twice. Okay, that, cool. Yeah. You literally just mean the we are out of here stuff. Oh, you, you, can, you can say who you're saying it for. I'm, I'm confused. You just did it. <laughs> we got to do two of them, though. <laughs> no, but you just did the second one, didn't you? Okay. I thought you did. 
I no, thought he did. Yeah, you definitely just did the second one. Yes, but uh, the whole part I'm for ABC. <laughs> this has been J. Okay, well, that's what machine. I'm saying. Like, just the literal, the literal, yes. like, yeah, okay, yeah. okay, cool. And anything else you want to add in there, cool guy? All right, cool. I'll, I'll uh, rib uh, Machine a little bit on that. Perfect. All right. Well, I am uh, taking the reins on this one and because uh, my eyelids are slowly uh, glossing over. So uh, we, we are going to wrap it up here. And uh, for our wonderful guest, Rob, thank you again. That was uh, some fantastic stories. Hopefully we'll have you on again. Uh, Machine, I mean, I'm hoping you're not coming back. That'll be the first request. And uh, for for all the uh you're number one jay you're ignoring the i'm I'm ignoring the number one in the middle of my screen Uh, bc for uh for all that you do thank you again and so for for all these wonderful gentlemen i'll give you this i'll bid you adieu we are out of here vita time